Good evening, everybody. Welcome to uh, La Mirada Church of the Nazarene, uh, otherwise known as LM1 Church. Uh, Wednesday night Bible study. Today is April the... Uh, I turn this off. Did that last week. Um, it's uh, April the 8th, uh, 2020. And uh, we're just excited about being here. Let's open up in a word of prayer. And, and then Pastor wanted to share something real quick too or tonight. And then uh, uh, we're going to look at our a little bit of our book. It is finished. So if you have that, grab one. And uh, let's open up in, uh, in the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening that you've given us. We are honored to be uh, in your presence, Lord, we thank you that wherever two or three are gathered together in your name, that there you are in our midst. And we include all those, Father, that, that are online, that are checking in right now and, and wanting to watch us. We pray over the internet. We pray over our connection and sound. And we just pray, Lord, that your word would go forth and that it would accomplish that which you have ordained it to accomplish. We thank you that your word will not return void unto you. And uh, we just, we speak life right now into the ears and the hearts of our, of our church and our people. Um, we speak uh, faith and we speak against fear. We know that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but you have given us a sound mind and uh, you have given us uh, weapons and the weapons of our warfare are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds so even just right now in the name of jesus we come against any stronghold that might be trying to to keep your people down lord we come against the enemy right now in any way in any fashion any form that they are trying to bring discouragement to bring doubt to bring fear to bring discord or disappointment to bring uh, division lord we we just ask for your holy presence right now, just to blanket uh, this uh, city of La Mirada and Norwalk and Downey and the surrounding cities, our country, Lord, state of California, just everywhere, Lord. We just come right now with the word of God and we, we thank you that as we reflect upon this week that has been, that is considered holy week and we're two days away from uh, the death of our Lord and Savior. And so we come humbled to be in your presence, Lord. And we ask you to do these things, Father, in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome. Welcome, Pastor. We, we got a bigger table so we can be uh, uh, correct in our distance apart. And uh, if you start coughing, I'll put my mask on. We need to. Otherwise, we're just, hey, we can have fun on Wednesday nights in church. Just on Sundays, you can't. <laughs> yes. and, uh, but so, we have fun anyways, even on Sundays. We do. Pray, you know, praise the Lord. Otherwise, and, uh, we're just, hey, we can have fun on Wednesday. Pastor left his volume on. <laughs> As you can see, we're, we're still kind of rookies at this. But I wanted to just, um, before, before he gets into the study from, from our devotional, just want to offer a, a word of an encouragement, and I also want to say something that I've been feeling, and and that's that's um. You know, I I've I've been, if you if you paid attention to um to like my sermons, you'll see that it's 
that um, it's it, I focus heavily on making sure we're praying and we're reading the scriptures and um, everything that that's happening now makes sense that that has been preached then to, to leading till now and um, and you know we we don't know what's going to happen but but I something that doesn't sit well with me is is that we can't worship like corporately and I know that we're reaching people online that maybe we would not have been reaching and that's all good God will use this situation for his glory but the thing that concerns me is that that our people are not if if they are not praying if they are not seeking the presence of God um, you know we may have a lot of hits on our on our channels but what I'm what I'm concerned about is that that we are continue to be a people that strive to be in the presence of God, that we seek the, the, the anointing of the Lord, that we seek the mighty power of the Holy Spirit, that we don't just hit record or watch or, you know, and then just walk around and, and do whatever you're doing, but to focus on being in the presence of God, because we need that. We need that as a people. We need that as a church. Um, we are better together. We are better when we when we are serving God together. And so it's, I don't like this, and I know we have to be like this at this moment, but my prayer is that, and, and my hopes are, that each and every one of you are focused on serving God, that, that focus on being filled with the anointing of the Lord, and are focused on letting the power of God be evident in your, in your life, and that you become even more rooted in prayer. And, and I and I have a, a scripture that I want to share, but before that, I just want to, you know, just reiterate what he said. So this Friday is our is Good Friday. It's a day that that Jesus, you know, many years ago was nailed to a cross for, for each and every one of us, and he did that so that we can go to him. He did that to defeat the evil one. He did that so to defeat death, and so we have victory, and. Since that time, the church has been waiting for Jesus to come again for his people. The, you know, every Christmas we talk about the second advent. You know, we talk about, you know, as you know, if you read through the, the prayer that our father, we're supposed to be praying for God's kingdom, for his kingdom to come. We're supposed to be daily seeking God to come for his people. Now, we don't ever know the hour of when this will happen. But if you look around the season, we're in a season of that it could be. And we don't know for sure, but we know what the Bible tells us. And so I want to read a scripture from 1 Peter chapter 4 and um, verse 7. It says, the end of all things is near. And, and that's not to scare you. I'm not out there trying to say the end is coming and be scared. No, but the end is near. The Bible tells us the season is ripe for it. And it should be excitement for us. It should be, a, you know, an excitement, you know, knowing that that the Lord will come for his people. And it should be a time where us as believers, we, we we're, we're putting aside the things that hinder our walk with the Lord and focusing on our, our walk with the Lord, on us being in tune with the spirit. And so here in the scriptures, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be of sound judgment and of sober spirit. So be of sound judgment, be self-controlled, be, be of sound judgment, and so that you can pray for the, per be of sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another, 
because love covers a multitude of sins. So number one, we have to continue to be rooted in prayer. We have to be self-controlled. We have to be alert. We have to be uh, we, we have to be vigilant of what's going on. We have to know that God is with us, but we cannot be relaxed in our pursuit of holiness. We cannot be relaxed as we walk with the Lord. We have to do things in a way that is excellent for the Lord. And I know that each and every one of us has a struggle, and that's okay because God is love, and God does things because He loves us, He cares for us, He, he restores us. He, there's mercy, there's grace, but right now the church, we need to do our best to put aside the things that entangle us and keep us away from that power and spirit of God, that anointing of the Lord that will carry us through. Because when we, my hopes are also that when we come back as a church and we can all reunite that, that, that we're just on fire for the Lord and that right now that we're saying we need to rise up, the church needs to wake up. But when we come back, let's not let that end. Let's continue to, to build upon that and to continue to serve the Lord. So we need to come together in prayer and we need to make sure that we love, that we love, that we love, and that we love, that God is number one in our lives and that we learn to love others as well. Um, God is doing a mighty work and, and I pray that each and every one of you is encouraged and, um, that, and, and, and know that God is doing a wonderful work in you every day every moment you know he is our god and he will continue to be by our side he has not left us he has not forsaken us he is our god and so if you're out there you know i encourage you to to continue to to study with us and pray with us and um, and we will see god's glory because god will be victorious and Part of that victory is because of the cross. So as we study this book, a uh, little devotional um, that leads us to the cross, just remember we have victory and the end may be near, okay, but all that means is we're just one, one moment closer to being in the glory of God. So I just wanted to share that and before you started your study and, um, you know, my... Amen. May God, may the glory of God fall on each and everybody. Let me just pray. I just want to pray Amen. before you start. So, Father, we just pray, Lord, that, oh, I pray that your anointing, Lord, just come upon each and every person that can hear, that is watching. And I pray, Father, that we can earnestly <clears throat> seek you, that we can earnestly seek to get closer and closer to you. So, Father, I pray that your spirit guide each and every one of us. I know that the church will continue to move no matter what happens the church will grow, the church will move, because you are in control of that. So, Father, we just ask that your hand be upon us all. I pray that you bring peace, and I pray that your glory, Lord Jesus, just come upon all your people. And, Father, I pray against this um, pandemic and the things that are out there. I pray against the evil one. I, I, you know, I pray against Satan and, and against his demonic forces mm -hmm. and declare victory in the name of Jesus. By the blood of the Lamb, we are victorious. So, Father, we praise you and we glorify you, and I pray that your hand be upon your people. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, you know, as we, you know, we, we look at ourselves here on, online, and we're, we're excited about doing that, you know, 
actually being online was was going to be a, an extension of church not our only method yes of church you know and and if that was the case we'd be you know really excited about it and the pews would be full and and we'd have people here and um you know and it's so it's our awareness of what's uh of why we're doing it this way and you know that uh, uh that begins to change how we uh how we deal with stuff, how we interpret it, what's our point of view, how we embrace it or or not. So, um, but we're we're glad to be here and and uh, um, excited about what God is doing through uh, even online. Is, Amen. Uh, you know we're you know we're learning how to do it and and Sunday morning you you have to realize you know every church in America goes online. <laughs> so. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's busy out there. Um, we've been doing this devotional. It is finished um, as uh, uh, leading up to the 40 days of, of, of land and, and of Christ and uh, of the resurrection, or the, the crucifixion and resurrection. And, and just as, as we look at a recap of each week and what each week, week's theme was, we started back in middle of February uh, with the week of forgiveness and um, and then moved into a second week of salvation and then um, a third week of being forsaken and then the fourth week of compassion and uh, uh, the fifth week of distress uh, we, we've had some of that, and uh, we come into this fifth uh, Sunday of this uh, this week of the or the sixth week of trust. We had to learn how to, to trust a little bit more, and now we we move into this final week, this holy week of triumph. And um, you know those those four or five six weeks that we've already traveled our country has kind of traveled through a lot of that as well, where we've had to uh, forgive and we've had to, we've been under a lot of distress and we've, you know, seeking salvation. And, um, and now we're moving into uh, a week of triumph uh, that has culminated, you know, at the cross and at the foot of the cross and, and then at the tomb. And uh, today's or Monday's devotion, I wanted to uh, focus on Monday's devotion for a little bit, and if we have time, we'll we'll reflect on a couple of the others. Um, but Monday's devotion, it, its title is "It's All Over," and the scripture of John nineteen thirty, three words: "It is finished." You know what powerful three words that is. You know it is finished, and the reflection is it is finished could easily be spoken in a negative sense. We say things like, I'm ruined, it's all over, there's no way I could recover from this, I give up. And, uh, you know, that, that becomes a point of view. And, and maybe um, where you're at right now is, is feeling that, is, you know, you're giving up, you're, uh, you've lost hope, you've, it is finished, you know, you, you don't have any more strength. To, to carry on. Um, but Jesus used these three words differently. 
He used them not in defeat, but in triumph. So when Jesus spoke these three words, it is finished, he was declaring a work has been done. A change has occurred. There is, um, there's no looking back. There's uh, life as we know it is different, you know, and, and in, you know, two months, three months, whenever, you know, they declare that this is finished as far as the, uh, uh, the quarantine or this pandemic, you know, those will be three words that people will say it is, it is over and we get to go back to normal. And, and I don't know, um, I don't know how normal normal will be. We'll, we'll become familiar with things again and we'll do things differently. But, um, you know, life is certainly going to be uh, different for us. Um, Jesus used these three words differently, in de not in defeat, but in triumph. It is finished meant that his saving work was completed by his sacrifice on the cross. That work that Jesus came to do. You know, Jesus didn't become a savior because he needed to be a savior. Jesus didn't become a sacrificial lamb because he needed the recognition and he needed to, uh, to experience that. Uh, Jesus didn't die on the cross because he, wasn't, he didn't have anything else to do or, um, you know, he, he, uh, he needed to get the popularity. Uh, he did all of those things because it was necessary for us. He, he did those things because it was a part of God's plan from the beginning of the garden when Adam and Eve uh, messed it all up. And, um, and the timing has become perfect for, for such a time as this. As, as, as Jesus completed his sacrifice on the cross, he chose to surrender his life. And, um, you know, it, it's as if he said, sin is ruined Death is over. Victory is here. Those three words, it is finished. It is finished. What does that mean? What does that mean in your life? What, uh, how do you get to apply that to your life? If, if we're a believer, then uh, sin is ruined. It's over. It's done. It, 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 uh, we have the opportunity to sin, but we also have been given a way of escape. So it becomes a choice of whether I go to the right or I go to the left or I be disobedient or I, um, I, I don't um, adhere to what God has called me to do and to be. Um, but death is over. Victory is here. The Bible tells us that Jesus died to set us free. And so that means that if you're a believer, if you have made Jesus your Lord and Savior, then you are set free. You are set free from the sin and death, from the wages of sin of death, that we are set free from fear of, of, of what, what can man do to me if God is for me? What, you know, nothing can take me out of the love of God. Nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. If that's true, then what do I have to worry about? Even the apostle Paul said, you know, it, it's, it, it's better to be absent from this body and to be present with the Lord than than to be here, but if, as long as I'm still in this tent, then I, I've got some work to do. And, uh, and he did it uh, with a deep conviction 
of obedience to God. And we all know we could, we could look over the life of the Apostle Paul and we certainly realize that his, his life was no cakewalk. His, his life was no easy journey. Um, you know, he, he suffered many, many different times in many different ways and, and uh, he had a, a, a hardship, you know, and, and we're having a hardship at church because the people can't come to church. And, uh, uh, but we still get to sit here and have our message broadcast out and, and be with you and share with you. And, and um, you know, our life is, is different because of this. And the devotion says that only Jesus has the authority to use these words to rebuke sin and evil. Only Jesus. Just like only Jesus, the name of Jesus is above all things, above all names. And that at the, at, at the, the name of Jesus, every tongue will bow and every, um, or every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. You know, and, and so we, we see these, these words, these powerful words that Christ spoke. But here's the thing, they only apply, we can only become aware of the power of these words of it is finished and the impact of it is finished if we're a believer in Jesus Christ. If we've made him our Lord and Savior, if we have entered into the kingdom of God through Christ, because the Bible says that no one comes to the Father but through me. And so, but whosoever will, he allows in. And so there's a choice, there's a free will offering, there's a moment in our day where we have to say, you know, as Jesus asked Apostle Peter, who do they say that I am? Well, who do you say Jesus is? Is he a good guy? Is he a, a good teacher? Was he a good prophet? Or was he the Messiah, the Christ, the son of the living God? And as we embrace that, as we, as we make a decision, because that's really what the, the church gets to do right now, is to go out and to offer hope. The Bible tells us to always be ready to give a reason for the hope that we have. So in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of us being careful and, and following the rules that, that will um, provide better safety and better health for us, you know, possibly, as we do all of that, we do not need to be led by fear. We do not need to be led by, you know, the... the the, the panic um, of, of those who, uh, who are so unsure about what tomorrow brings. I, I don't worry about tomorrow because I know God said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to us. So as we, uh, as we just, uh, not just, but as we choose to become aware of the power of these words, that it is finished, that it is, it is finished, spoken by Jesus. Only Jesus can say it is finished and a new life begins. You see, when he said that it is finished and he, he breathed his last breath on the cross and then three days later he rose from the tomb and that was a game changer. The, the curtain in the temple tore and, and everything changed. And it changed for those of his disciples who witnessed his death and then were transformed 
by the reality of his, resur of his resurrection. And so, you know, today we consider, and, and maybe you need to consider maybe what some secret sins might be or sins that need to be finished, something in your life that just, that might be, I need to let go, I need to give it up, I need to stop, or I need to just trust God. You know, Jesus came to, to eradicate the sin, and the number one sin that he came to, to defeat was the sin of unbelief. The sin of unbelief of not knowing who he is, that he is the light of this world, and he came to set the captives free. But we have to realize, and we do as the body of Christ, as pastors, and we were just talking about this, we've got 40 years of, of ministry experience between the two of us. There's still those that love the darkness more than they love the light. And, and that breaks our heart. That, that becomes saddened. It, it makes us sad to think. You know, we always, I wish we had some, some Jesus dust that we could just throw out on people and their eyes would, would be uh, uh, opened and they would just come to Christ and you could just do that on somebody and they would, they would know, but we, we can't. We have to go out by faith. Jesus didn't say it was going to be easy. He just said, you have to go out. You have to go out in two by two. You have to go out and make disciples. We have to go out and talk to people and share what does it mean to become a Christian, to say, you know, it is, it is finished. And as we do that, and then we claim Jesus' victory as our own. See, there's a fine line that we have to that we have to step over. It's either I'm I'm with Jesus or I'm not. I'm in Him or I'm not. I'm His or I'm not. And and if I am His, if I've made Him my Lord and Savior, if I've confessed my alliance to Him and the, and that I needed Him as my Savior and Lord, then I get to walk in His victory. I get to walk in the power that He said it is finished. In. And so do you. And we get to claim that victory as our own, embracing the forgiveness and the fresh start that are yours new every morning. You know, we're going to hear those words, it is finished, about COVID-19. We're going to hear those words one day on this property that it is finished about the project or the new building that we'll have and we'll celebrate and, and that'll be powerful words. Those will be words that we can't wait. We just would love to have the words, it is started and uh, let alone it is finished. And, uh, but we're, we're waiting for that. But to hear, you know, it is finished. The words that Jesus spoke. In this devotional it gives us a passage of scripture, First uh, John five, one through five, and I and I wanted us to go there, and 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 Pastor didn't know I was going to read that part, and and so it 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 fits perfectly with the passage in First Peter that he shared with us as well, and and it's interesting the the devotion that they included of First John five one through five with the idea of it is finished, the work of Christ. It goes like this. And in my Bible, it, it talks about the headline is faith in the incarnate Son of God. Where's your faith at today? 
Do you have faith in Jesus Christ? Do you have a faith? Do you have a hope? And is it in the incarnate Son of God? It tells us everyone who believes that, and let's stop right there for just a minute. Everyone believes that. What is the that that you believe in? If you were to make a list of everything that you, uh, of the things that you believe, you know, pastor believes that the Miami Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl one year, you know, and that's a, that's a, he's a man of faith. And, uh, you know, um, but everything that we believe. It's not time for jokes. It's not time for jokes. It's not time for jokes. <laughs> but everything that we believe, doesn't, nothing can compare to this one question. Because the, the Bible says, everyone who believes that, and then it gives you a specific, that Jesus is the Christ. And so we have to stop right there. Because we have to go, do I believe that or do I not? Is that a yes for me or is that a no for me? Can I check that off and say, well, I'm not sure, or I want to know, or I want to believe that? Or yes, absolutely. You know, when I was going through um, the Bible, through Bible college or the, um, the course of, of studies for ordination, we had a, uh, an assignment where we had to go out and, and, and do a survey with an unbeliever. You know, and how do you just go out and meet somebody and determine if they're an unbeliever or not? I mean, other than just, I guess, asking them. But so I came up with a question and my question was this. I was in Hawthorne on the at the Starbucks on Hawthorne Boulevard and, and uh, El Segundo Boulevard. And my question to people was this, it was, what significance does the resurrection of Jesus Christ have for you? Man, uh, some people just said none, no significance at all. So what does that tell you? It tells me that, that they, have an, they don't have an awareness of the work on the cross. They don't have a, an awareness of the power of it is finished that they just don't know. They're not a bad person. They're not an evil person. They're just an uninformed. They're a non-believer. They're, they're, their eyes are blinded. Because when I asked that question to somebody else and they said, oh, it's everything. It's my life. It's, he's God. It's, you instantly know that they're a believer or a non-believer. I, I even asked one guy, um, that question and he and he he didn't really want to talk to me he didn't have time he said he was too busy and and as he was leaving you know i tried to get him again and he just was rushing off he said he didn't have time to talk to me and i i thought well where are you gonna go you're homeless i mean even a homeless person didn't want to talk to me about jesus who had nowhere to go but when you bring christ in to the conversation it's just like that conversation that jesus had with peter when he said who do they say that i am See, that's, that's another one of those questions that, that really identifies where somebody might be, not as a judgment, but just to give some insight. Because when you have to decide, okay, who is this Jesus? Was he a good guy? Was he the Christ? Is he really God? Is his deity really who he says he is? And, and here in this passage in 1 John, everyone who believes that, Jesus Christ is, so if you check that box off, is born of God. Our birth, our new birth, begins with us believing in Jesus Christ. And we have 
entered into the family of God. Not my words, God's words. Because no one comes to the Father but through him. And so we see that is, is born of God and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. Isn't it interesting in the midst of it is finished, in the midst of dying on the cross, we come back to a devotion that says love is important. Love determines our relationship. Love signifies whether or not if I love God, I'll love his son, I'll love his child. I can't say I love God and hate my brother. I can't say I love God and hate somebody else. Because if I say I love God, then because of that, because of the, the love of God that has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit has transformed our lives. And so we know that, um, that we become uh, his child. Verse two says, this is how we know that we love the children of God. By loving God and carrying out his command. Here we see this, this intersection of our confession and our actions. To say we love God, faith without works is dead, but to say we, we love God and then we don't love his children or to say we, we, we operate in, in love but we, but we don't, we, we get challenged now to say how can we express. And, and we've, you know, we've been here at, at the La Mirada Church now for two years, two and a half years, and and from the beginning of our uh, coming together with pastor and, and the two churches, the mission has been the same, to love God and to love others, to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And there's a reason that that mission has been given to us. Now, verse three says, in fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. To fall in love with God, you know, so many, I, I've often said uh, uh, the reason that people don't come to church is the same reason that people come to church. It's because they know God is here. <laughs> so you come to church because you know God is here and you want to be a part with him and, and you don't come to church because you know God is there and you don't want any part of him, you, you feel maybe perhaps that his commands are burdensome because if I go and find Jesus or accept Jesus or I get a relationship with God, he's gonna, he's gonna give me this list of things that I, that I can't do anymore. And it's not a matter of this list of things that you can't do. There's a changing in our heart and in our life of things that I don't wanna do anymore and the things that I wanna do to show my love to my heavenly father, to this relationship. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. If you're a believer right now in Jesus Christ, no matter what's going on around the world, whether it's this uh, crisis or the one before or Y2K or, you know, um, it doesn't matter because if we're in Christ, we have overcome the world. Because we already know that two things. We already know that it is God's will that we all die. Hebrews tells us that. It says that it is appointed for all to die once and then face judgment. Nobody gets out of this life alive. 
And number two, that this world is going to pass away. That there is a new plan, another plan, a continued plan of just being in the presence of God. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And so we can stop right there. And we can say, do I believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes or no? And I may choose to say no. I may choose to not want to believe. Or I may say, well, I'm just having a hard time with the story, with the narrative. I'm having a hard time that all I have to do is believe that this baby who was born from this virgin young girl, um, born by God and then raised up and then died on a cross, and that's all I've got to do is come by faith and accept that, and, and then I'm, I'm washed white as snow. I, I'm just having a hard time with that. Well, I think there's some authenticity there. I think there's some some room for where God says, if you will draw near to me, I will draw near to you. I don't think that God is um, offended by our, uh, our, not curiosity, but by our questioning or our uh, need to process. But he is certainly um, specific on our rejection. And there are those that will just flat out say no. They did it to Jesus, the rich young ruler. When he came to Jesus and he said, what do I have to do for eternal life? And Jesus said, well, you've got to do this, 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 and this. And he gave him a list of rules. And, and the rich young ruler said, well, I do all of those things, but what am I still lacking? Is there something lacking in your life right now? Is there something that's not right well, Jesus said to him, sell everything, give to the poor and come and follow me. And I'm not saying that you have to go and sell everything and give to the poor. And, but there is that it thing. There is that moment of choice, of decision that every believer has to answer. Because I truly believe that just like that rich young ruler, God is going to bring forth to us individually that one thing that's either going to make us say yes or as the rich young ruler turned and walked away and the bible says that he was sad and he walked away because he couldn't do that one thing 21 years old i made the decision to follow jesus 58 been a long road. It's been a long journey. It's not always been easy. Uh, he's always been my Savior. He hadn't always been my Lord. He is my Lord and Savior today. Praise God. Jesus is, for me, the Son of God. Nobody can shake my tree. Nobody can change my understanding. And now I get to, to sit and reflect upon the words that Jesus said, that it is finished. And so even in the midst of a pandemic, I can sit next to my brother and my pastor and be encouraged and be filled with faith 
and be filled with purpose and be filled with hope and to encourage us to encourage those who do you say Jesus is and let the love of God just shine so brightly in our lives that people see us and say, man, I want what you have. I want to be able to navigate through this crazy time or any storm that you might be going through. This, this pandemic might be secondary to what you're going through in your personal life right now. But even the words, it is finished, can ring true for that storm as well. If you'll give Jesus an opportunity to just be your Lord and Savior. I think that's all I have. <laughs> well, praise <laughs> uh, the Lord. Um, praise Jesus. You know, one of the things that you're saying there is um, is hope. We have hope because of because of the Lord. Because the Lord, because Jesus went to the cross, and then was killed and then buried and then rose from the tomb. We have hope. We have hope. And so I encourage you that are out there listening today to surrender to the Lord. One of the things that was hard for me and and you know it's still challenging, but you know one of the things is to surrender all to the Lord because we tend to want to control things, but when we realize that we don't control anything, and understand that God is in control and understand that he loves you. Understand that he did everything for you and everything that God wants is for you to be blessed and you have hope. So I encourage you all to surrender those areas in your life where you haven't let the Lord in. Just surrender to the Lord and understand that each and every one of you have a purpose. Each and every one of us has a purpose, and that purpose is to glorify God. Our purpose is not to see you know, the biggest house we can buy. Our purpose is not to see the material things that we can have. Our purpose is to follow Christ. One day, as my brother pointed out, we are all appointed to die. But we are all going to be in God's glory if we have opened our hearts to the Lord. So I encourage you to focus on God. Keep your eyes on the Lord because one day all this will pass. One day all this will pass. And, and, and it's not a sad thing. It's a glorious thing. But in the meantime, while we're here, we need to do our best to serve the Lord, our best to love one another, our best to show this world who is the Lord, who is the Lord that died on the cross, who is the Lord that resurrected who is God? And people can only know by what you do. So the way you live your life, the way you talk to people, the way you show love, the way you carry yourself can show the glory of God or, or it cannot show the glory of God. And my, my, you know, I encourage you to seek God in everything. And as we finish up here, you know, I hope you enjoyed that devotional. I, I did. You know, there's, I, I don't always get to just sit and listen. So I do appreciate those times. Amen. And um, just want to leave you with the verse I started with. And, and that says, 
in first Peter chapter four, verse seven, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be of sound judgment and of sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sins. Amen. And that love is best demonstrated of what Jesus did for you and for me on the cross. So we encourage you to seek the face of the Lord, not only this week, which is Holy Week, but for the rest of eternity to seek the Lord. So if you're out there and you've never accepted the Lord and you want to accept the Lord right now, Amen. you can do that. We can, we can even pray. We'll pray that right now. If you've never accepted the Lord, just say, Lord, I know that I need you. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died on the cross. I know that you rose from the dead and that you washed away my sins. And I believe in you. I need you. Come into my life. I want to be yours. I want you to be my God. And if you say that, God will be your God. Amen. And if you're out there and you're struggling, we all struggle, but we also have a God that loves us. That went to extreme measures so that we can have forgiveness. So I encourage you to ask God to forgive. Forgive you those areas in your life. And then you move forward, trusting that God will give you the strength and wisdom to overcome. And you will overcome because he has overcome. And as we end, we know that um, God is victorious. And, um, you know, there's, there's one person or thing that I really don't like. And, and that person is Satan. And I like to read that scripture in Revelations that just tells him where he can go. <laughs> and um, I want to read that before we, we close up. And... Um, because it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And Revelations tells us you know, how it ends for him and how it ends for us. And so for our enemy, it says, um, it says that he will end up in the lake of fire. And I'm on the wrong verse here. But for the sake of not looking for it, he will end up in the lake of fire, thrown in there where the false prophet is, and know that we will be in glory with God. So we just want to praise God today, and thank you for listening in. And please join us on our Good Friday service, and then if you can, on our Easter Sunday service too, or wherever you can log on, just praise the Lord wherever you're at. But remember, always focus on God, and everything's going to be okay. May God bless you. And we hope to see you again soon, not only online, but in person. And for those that are far off, I see some people have logged on that, that are um, not near here, other states and uh, people that don't always get to see. We just want to say hi and um, we love you. And we just, we just pray that God do a mighty work in your life. May God bless you. God bless Arthur, you. May God bless you too. And will you close us up in prayer? Sure. Hi, Brian. Hi, Jessica. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for allowing us to gather and, and just re reflect upon your word and reflect upon the, the work that you have done and to be reminded, Father, that uh, there's power in those three words, that it is finished. Amen. And we thank you, Lord. 
Um, we give you all the praise and the honor and the glory. And, and I just would, would pray a special blessing upon all those who have, have watched tonight and that they'd be encouraged. They would, leave, they would go to sleep tonight with, with a peaceful heart and that they'd put on the mind of Christ and that in all things they would bring glory and honor to you. And uh, we just thank you for the opportunity. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Hold on, before we log off, I found that verse that I was oh, trying you found to write. <laughs> I, for some reason, I was looking at, at anyways, uh, here's the verse. Re <laughs> Revelations 20.10 says, And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are also, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So we know how the enemy ends, and we know that we will continue to have glory if we are in Christ Jesus. May God bless you all, and we'll see you next time.